What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 59. Today with my guest, Sydney Abernathy. She is a folk alternative outlaw country singer. Originally from Colorado, now residing down in Mexico. In any case, I first got acquainted with her music after seeing a former guest and friend of the show, Matt Pless, who wrote up an interview of her new album, and I was pretty much hooked after that. So, shout out to Matt for a solid review. Uh, I featured two of her songs on this episode. Uh, the one you will hear in a few seconds is called Medicine, and at the end of the show is one called Miss You. They're my two favorite tracks off the album, which is called No Turn Address. You can find that on Spotify and all the usual places. Uh, as a lyricist, Cindy has everything I admire in a songwriter. Uh, the word haunting gets tossed around a lot in music, so I try to avoid using it, but I would say for her album, pretty appropriate. Uh, there's depth and sadness juxtaposed with humor and tongue-in-cheek sarcasm kind of intermingled with the classic elements of old American outlaw country, and uh, most importantly, her songs are just genuine and real. So if you're into the sort of off-the-beaten-path side of country, you'll probably dig it. But anyway, we had a good chat about her background in music and some of her travels, and just kind of swap general philosophies on life. Uh, you can find her music at the links in the podcast description. As always, thanks for listening and supporting local music. We all appreciate it. Hopefully you yourself are doing all right out there. Feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you may be streaming. It always helps broaden your reach a little. But, uh, yeah, other than that, as always, if you're in a band and got new music coming out, feel free to hit me up. And, uh, really, without further ado, uh, Sydney Abernathy. Some are clean and some are nasty, and some do cocaine and some smoke reefer. The one of them's fixing to be six feet deeper. We're face the reaper. I'd say we can keep us. You and I. Nice to meet you. Um, nice to meet you. It looks like you might be down in Brazil. Is that the area code? Uh, no, I'm in Mexico. Okay. Wasn't sure. That's cool. Uh, how's the weather down there? It's great. It's, you know, pretty much a constant, like, in the 20s Celsius, 70s, 80s Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's awesome. I always yeah. said I don't want to run away to Mexico if I ever get fired or something. But uh, Yeah, do it. <laughs> it seems like the life. But uh, anyway, welcome to like what I call the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. I kind of started it like a year ago for us, like sort of 
working musicians around the the Baltimore, D.C. sort of area, which mm-hmm. is kind of how I know Matt Pless, and then, you know, segue kind of how I know your music now. Yeah. Um, he did a little write-up for you, and it was yeah. I mean, really well written, but then also cool, because then I could uh, find your stuff, and I was immediately impressed, so I wanted to hit you up. I don't know. Just kind of talk about it. I feel like the world needs a little more alternative outlaw I don't know, vagabond country, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, Matt's, Matt's definitely got a way with words. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was, like, really happy that he could, you know, contribute his own kind of, like, artistic flair to talking about my uh, my project and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny, actually. Like, I've been, like, sending some tracks to a few different radio stations and mm. have uh, been on the air a few times since it's been released. And uh, the, the commentary from the the hosts and DJs is always something along the lines of, so um, it's a bit different, but, uh, you know, I promised you new music. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I listen to a lot of just bands these days, not only because of the podcast, but just because I'm a fan of just random stuff. And I don't know, I like how you kind of blend the spirit of punk rock into country. I mean, I can just sense it, you know. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. like, with subject matter, and you know, you mentioned Matt's way with words, I mean, I feel like you're right there. Um, Like, especially when he was uh, writing, I think, about medicine. Like, I saw your Mm -hmm. lyrics, and I was like, damn, I gotta check this song out. And, like, now (laughs) I'm half tempted to, like, add it to my my own acoustic cover set list, because, I don't know, I just think it's that that good. Yeah, absolutely. I fully support uh, covering all the homies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, um, that was off your full-length album, No Return Address. Mm -hmm. It looked like prior to that you were maybe doing a few singles or maybe some EPs here and there, and that was kind mm-hmm. of the big project of late. Um, so if you kind of want to talk about that at all, I mean, there's a lot of good tunes in there, for sure, 10 of them, it looks like, and I don't know where to start necessarily, but I mean, I think the whole thing's just fluid. It works, you know, you can listen to it like old school style without having to kind of skip around. It's got a flow to it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was something in general off that album you wanted to talk about. But, like I said, medicine um, stands out to me, and then Miss You is pretty great, too. Thank you. Like, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to it. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's always, like, interesting and, and enjoyable to hear people's kind of, like, perspective on when they hear it, because... Um, yeah, I think that, like you said, you know, there's like maybe some punk rock influence, you know, and that's not something that it's like necessarily like contrived or something that's like intentionally put into the way I write. But it's like, you know, I recognize that as far as like my musical kind of lineage goes, how I got into um, the scene, so to speak, you know, like it started with punk rock, you know, that's something that's kind of like going to be like maybe like an intrinsic part of like how I write even um, if it's not uh, even if it's not intentional Um, 
Yeah, that I don't know really what to say about the album other than that it was like it was a a labor of love and it took a hell of a lot of time uh to see it through from start to finish. Um I some of those songs are a couple years old now and some of them are more recent um and uh yeah, I just was sort of offered the opportunity to record um kind of um kind of randomly through a um through a friend and also the uh acoustic bassist the upright bassist on the album Stella Martinez yeah. and um she had a friend um who she said you know worked with other artists in you know similar genres and that we should get together sometime and you know talk about producing something and so I met uh Seth Woods probably like two years ago now and um he listened to you know some of my songs uh just that I had acoustic on guitar and you know told me that he would really like to you know record um this uh this album if um on the proviso that he wanted to actually produce the album and he wanted to you know kind of like have a little bit more creative control over it and not just do like you know not just do production but actually like produce it um strategically and he so a lot of that like a, a lot of the like influences i feel like that come through the album are also like coming through more like sonically through like the way that um my producer was able to like orchestrate the songs and like really transform yeah. them into uh something more fleshed out yeah i mean it sounds like it works all right it worked so far getting that vibe um i was kind of gonna ask like you know going into your background maybe there were some punk rock bands in your early days but somewhere along the line you learned how to sing too and i mean that's doesn't always happen for some of us especially in yeah. that scene so I was just kind of curious like you know where you grew up where you're from and and kind of what got you into this whole this whole world here um yeah so I guess like a sort of like truncated version of my um you know background is uh that uh, I grew up in rural Colorado and my uh, my grandma is on my mom's side is from Kentucky, and so when I was real young, like her and my mom introduced me to a lot of uh, like country and a lot of bluegrass. Um, so you know, like from you know the Dixie Chicks and yeah. Michael Martin Murphy and uh, goodness. Um, a lot of the 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 song the sort of like um you know songstresses of like 90s pop country as well um uh they they introduced me to a lot of that and a lot of like you know traditional music as well and um you know then uh when I, obviously when i was like that age uh i thought it was like really lame you know as soon as i got into like junior high and high school i was like oh this is yeah. This is lame. Uh, you know, I want to be cool. And I, you know, got more into like, um, you know, other genres like punk rock, uh, you know, hip hop and electronic music, 
different stuff as I got into uh, on, into my like teens and early twenties, and uh, I moved to Denver. Um, let's see, that would have been like 2011 or 2012, and that was when I actually discovered like the DIY scene, and of course like street punk and like really more like heavy kind of like hardcore punk um, yeah. was what was like really big in that scene um, during during that time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just the DIY scene in general is, is that is where I got exposed to that. And um, yeah, and then uh, after I moved to Albuquerque after uh, a few years of just being on the road, um, traveling and touring and I got really into uh the full folk punk scene for a couple years and um and that's when I sort of deviated away from like the punk rock music and more into like uh playing the banjo fiddle you know more traditional instruments and then at some point um I kind of like I don't want to say I like grew out, but I kind of like phased out of like that scene as well and wanted to do something different. And that's when I sort of like rediscovered country and folk music. And I, I wanted to actually like really get the finesse of like playing those instruments well, um, down. And I spent like a, a year, um, in the Netherlands, um, super depressed, and it just rains all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's actually where the the title track comes from, No Return Address. Uh, that's one of the earlier songs on the album because I, I was, uh, yeah, I was just writing, playing music, and uh, thinking about going back to the U.S. because I wanted to play, um, I wanted to play like, uh, yeah, like American music again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, some maturity and to your sound and to your lyrics and to the whole shtick, for sure. And it kind of makes sense, given if you've been sitting on the songs for a few years, you have some time to let them sort of, uh, I don't know, meditate on them or, or whatever. And I imagine you probably got to play them more than, you know, a few hundred times, probably, before actually mm-hmm. getting to record them. And I think that that always shows, too, because sometimes I feel like it's easy to just jump into the studio write something mm-hmm. record it and then it becomes something different later but um just from the musician standpoint i feel like that stands out but then i guess the other thing i was going to say was just like i don't know i really loved the uh, the folk punk scene probably in like the late 2000s and my still my all-time favorite band is uh, mischief brew from uh philadelphia oh yeah i don't know if they ever crossed your radar but um yeah i, I never like, actually got to meet um uh, Eric, 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 yeah, Peterson? Eric yeah, Peterson. Yeah, I, I never actually got to yeah. meet him. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I definitely I listened to them a lot back in the day for sure. Still love their yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, I was fortunate to like have a whiskey or two with him once in a while when he come through town here. It was just cool to see the different, not only to talk to him, but to see like the different people that would come out of the woodwork for those shows because it wasn't you know just your normal street urchin punk rock kids it would be like a 60 year old couple hanging out in the back bar drinking wine 
talking about their farm and how much they love mischief brew. And they're just like, huh. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> like, yeah. You don't see that at every show. But, you know, mm-hmm. kind of paralleling that back in, it's like, you know, I hear like someone like your lyrics and like, I don't know exactly what it is that you hear or that like is in that vein if it's sort of that idle wild slightly anarchistic sort of i don't know tongue-in-cheek stuff but it's like a a mix of humor and Mm -hmm. i don't know sarcasm and like like you're saying depression and anger all mixed in the one so like i don't know when i hear that i just resonate with immediately and i don't know it's just cool to see how people sort of I don't know, intermingled over the years and who influenced who and I don't know. That's just kind of my my spiel on on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Yeah, ahead. definitely. I think there's like definitely kind of like a resurgence happening in the in the interest in like country and Americana music and yeah. I think uh part of that is like sort of like um kind of like like exploring the roots and mm. and like history of uh different movements um and and different like cultural epochs um of yeah. of the genres and their and that sort of coinciding with the, so a lot of these sort of like social and like political movements that are happening now and people you know really have an interest in in uh, kind of like re-examining like history yeah. through the light of like our current like understanding about some of these topics and you know like understanding that like you know for example like in like uh, blues and folk music you know those are like the original roots of like anything of like both like country and like rock and roll and yeah. you know those all had to do with like um, you know the move like the 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 like social and political interests of you know disenfranchised working people um you know mostly you know like black americans you know fighting for suffrage fighting for uh equal pay you know and then also that sort of like um transmuting into this very you know like very soulful very like passionate but also like very like yeah, yeah witty and kind of like um entrenched with like humor as well um and and that kind of like journey is uh is something i think is like being re-examined and uh i think that's sort of like there's a really rich tapestry of Mm. of music and history um that i think that we are just kind of like culturally at least contemporarily starting to like explore again yeah and i think like it starts with modernizing the lyrics you know again over something that's sort of already been done but you know, bringing it back to the roots. Um, do you always, do you feel like maybe you were a writer before you were a musician or like, how do you feel like you think of yourself creatively? And I guess I ask that because personally, I've always found that the greatest inspiration for me, at least for writing, it's like, I almost wouldn't even need a, a guitar. Um, cause mm-hmm. I always like to write short stories and stuff like that. So like, were you always kind of into, I don't know, poetry or, or something along those lines before you got more into the songwriter world? Or am I just making that up? 
Um, I think it's a really good question. I think it's uh, it might be sort of a chicken and the egg question. Like, uh, yeah, I think the two have always like coincided for me. Um, But there's definitely been it's it's I think they're ultimately it's just about like storytelling, you know, and and music is is a medium of doing that. But it's also like the medium is the message. I think that people. You know, it's not just about like the lyrics or the words. It's also like the music itself that is a format of story, yeah. uh, storytelling. Um, so I think it's some of both. Um, mm-hmm. But to be more, a, a little bit more, you know, um, like brass tacks about it. Like I also, you know, have definitely, uh, um, it, you know, had had phases or, or um, yeah. I guess. I don't know what to call it. Like, I've had like periods of my life in which I, I put more time into just like creative writing, like prose and yeah. things like that as well. Yeah. Were you in any like sort of you know air quotes official bands uh, prior to the solo stuff, or were you pretty much is this kind of just something that's been brewing for a while and finally got out into the world? Like, um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I've had many different, like, short-lived projects mm-hmm. with other people, sort of like a, a rocky history, if you will, of yeah. starting bands and starting, um, other collaborations with people. Uh, I think probably the most remarkable of any of those was um there was like a three pink or three pink three piece <laughs> pop punk uh trio yeah. project that i started probably like four years ago or something like that and uh and that was actually really cool um and we we made some really good songs unfortunately we didn't record anything um but uh yeah i think again going back to that sort of like you know just like writing yeah. versus composing sort of you know meet different mediums you know mm-hmm. uh for storytelling like uh it's um like i never want to like just you know nail myself down to like one genre um yeah. so i think that like i i think uh like currently i'm also like working on some other kind of like under the radar musical projects that don't really have anything yeah. to do with this record but, um, yeah, I like, I like experimenting. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like being in Mexico now? Like, how'd that come about? Oh, you know, people, people ask me that all the time and I never, I'm really quite sure how to respond yeah. because it was like, it was like kind of serendipitous. Um, mm. but I think that like deep, like I think like I don't know sometimes you just like want to do something and uh, yeah. you don't really need uh, any kind of like premeditated uh, motive mm-hmm. to do so but uh, long story short I was actually planning on moving to Nashville um, mm-hmm. earlier last year uh, like right before the pandemic started because I had just graduated and um I, uh, I was on my way there actually, and my car broke down in Texas 
um, and uh, which is kind of just like, I guess, like poetic justice, you know, for writing a song about, you know, <laughs> having car issues. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I had to um, go back to uh, New Mexico and I um, got stuck there for a couple months in the very early stages of the pandemic. And um, then uh, all my roommates moved out and I didn't really want to stay in Albuquerque, but I didn't really see the utility in moving to um, moving to Nashville and trying to, you know, yeah. play shows if, you know, that wasn't really happening. So, uh, um, yeah, I decided to, you know, dip out to Mexico. Um, I already knew I had some, some friends down here, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you near any cities where you're able to kind of get out and, I don't know, just do stuff? Or is it kind of more like you're kind of just out there? Uh, yeah, so I live in Mexico City, um, okay. which is, you know, enormous. And yeah. um, and uh, I've actually been really fortunate to be able to meet um, a, a lot of really cool people here. And I mean, I don't know how much of this I should like really divulge because it's yeah. like it's 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 a really contentious subject and like I I really struggle with like you know talking to people back in the US or in other in other countries about it because it's just like culturally very different here different. yeah yeah um, but things have kind of been you know for at least a few months now um, or maybe longer than that, uh, things have kind of, like, returned to, like, semi-normal. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's there's a lot of... There, there's a lot of things that are still sort of, like, stymied by the pandemic, but there's also a lot of, you know, perseverance and, and people that are continuing yeah. to do really cool uh, creative projects and some really cool communities surrounding those things. Yeah, I get it, because, I mean, at this point, I talk to people around the world, or mostly North America, anyway, and it's just, like, everybody does seem to have a little bit of a different philosophy when it comes to either, mm-hmm. you know, how they approach the pandemic, or how they approach politics, or mm-hmm. all that stuff, so, I mean, I usually just keep it open-ended when I talk to everybody, I'm just like, it's really your time to talk about whatever you want, but personally... It's like, I just don't judge anybody, you know? It's like, yeah. everybody's got their own situation and their own thing and their own set of parameters. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. do you, you know? And I get that we're on a podcast, so you don't want to be out there, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, Shouting let me tell your... you about this sick party I went to last <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <now. laughs> or, yeah. or whatever yeah. the wildest political belief you can come up with is or that you hold deep down somewhere it's like I, yeah yeah it, i mean that's that's a that's for another podcast right yeah. i'm fully committed <laughs> to uh you know down for for talking about you know conspiracy theories uh let's get back into the epstein case you know is what i'm saying yeah. but um you know <laughs> maybe you. another I, podcast <laughs> yeah i always encourage people like if you want to go down the aliens ufo we're having a hole like whatever whatever's on your chest you need to get it out like uh, yeah i don't i don't yeah. really care but I'm certainly not trying to push anybody in any certain direction either. Because it's just like, yeah. at the end of the yeah, day, no, I feel that. 
it's just whatever you want to talk about. And for me, I always just, I base it around kind of, like I said, the working musician. Because I feel right. like it's interesting just to kind of hear, you know, what uh, us normal mortals do uh, who aren't, you know, bona, bona fide rock stars and can do what we want, uh, you know, with an endless amount of resources or something. So, um, right. Hopefully, you're able to kind of make ends meet down there one way or the other without, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, if you have to rely on or if you were relying on playing music. Uh, for income or if it was just more of a spiritual sort of thing I guess for most of us it's kind of both at times Mm -hmm. but um, like I said at least a lot of us here especially on the east coast we're just working some kind of grind either 9 to 5 or blue collar or whatever so yeah yeah um, it's uh, it's 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 tough I I, I told a couple people actually that I was uh, doing this podcast with you and, and uh, you know, I, I told them kind of like the, the premise of it that, you know, yeah, it's about yeah. musicians that, you know, have to have other jobs to keep in, to, to make ends meet. And the unanimous response was just something sort of like, well, yeah, like, so like everyone who's not yeah. like actively famous, like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I I know a few, I know a few that have done pretty all right, you know, but it's like, you know, they're, the, the, the few, the proud that are able to actually mm. subsist off of music alone that aren't, you know, in some yeah. upper echelon of, of show business, you know, are, are just burning the candle at both ends from what I can tell. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I was actually, I think, pretty fortunate um, all throughout uh, college to be able to have a really well-paying job. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, I worked at um, a strip club for about five years while I was doing that, yeah. and that was it. Really allowed me like a lot of not only like disposable income, but also. Um, well, yeah, disposable income. I mean, I spent it mostly on cars and yeah. work, uh, but, um, but also just like the the time. That's like really yeah. the the privilege is is being able to have like the actual like time to like devote to music. You know, so it's it's not something that you can just like fit into your to your lunch break. You know, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I think as much as you know. For a lot of us creative types, it ends up turning into something musically, like maybe breaking it down even further, like that time that if you're able to be afforded some, and especially mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, your formative early 20s-ish time period, like that's where you're going to f- find whatever it is exactly you're trying to go for. And it's mm-hmm. so important, I think, to get that. I guess for most kids, it's college if they're lucky enough to go or smart enough or whatever. And even then, though, there's a lot of, I guess, academic crap and pressure that they got to deal with. So sometimes that maybe devolves into something where they actually didn't get time to think. But, like, I know for, like, my job, uh, I work in healthcare, and I get, like, pretty good um, breaks and stuff, you know, and a good amount of time to just, you know, do what I want to do. 
And I wouldn't want to trade that for, like, anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I don't know how people get through life if they just went to school, college, and a 9 to 5. It's like, mm-hmm. where where did you have, like, uh, extra thought in to, like, kind of develop? What is my, mm-hmm. I don't know, general thesis for what I should do with being on Earth as a human? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people just don't, doesn't seem like they get that chance, and that sucks. But, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, I, I often think uh, this is just, you know, me waxing poetically again, but hey, you know, that's what mm-hmm. they pay me to do mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I often think of, you know, just kind of the creative process in terms of like, Uh, you know the structure of a composition or a song it's like you know you need to have those like those breaks and those those rests and those like periods of inactivity in order to actually like put the focus and attention somewhere but it's always like a balance between those two because i think you know the the opposite of that having too much you know freedom too much you know ambience i guess uh can also be kind of like Detractive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, for sure. It's like you need a good kick in the ass, a good dose of reality, too. But mm-hmm. you also don't want to get completely run over by, like, I don't know, yeah. some some terrible level of responsibility that's just going to crush your soul. So, yeah. Uh, there's definitely a balance for sure. Yeah. And I mean, not just like, you know, punishment either i think that like Mm. you know i like i I personally like i love working hard at things that are like fulfilling you know so it's like you know you not you you need to have that kind of like dedication as well you know to actually you know maybe you know putting yourself in in some situations that are uncomfortable but you know ultimately you know they're they're part of they're part of a plan, you know? Yeah. And then ultimately, if you get that life experience and you are somewhat of a artist or whatever, it's just going to be 10,000 times more real, you know, when you finally mm-hmm. do get around to writing a song or working on a screenplay or whatever it is you're into, you know? I feel like that always shines mm-hmm. through for sure. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, you can definitely sort of like suss out the people also that, you know, like, like you said, they they, you know, went straight from, like, high school to university to a nine-to-five, and, and everything that they thought that they should have, that they should know was, like, really just, like, drilled into them, but then it's, like, I feel like, like, this is, this is not meant to be super mean, but, like, you can tell that it's just, like, they didn't actually have, you know, the, the life experience, like you said, or, you know, the kind of, like, you know, friction that gave them, like, yeah. a wellspring of inspiration. Yeah, and it's like, it's hard to get outside society's programming sometimes without that time alone or the time sort of without a ton of responsibilities. Mm Because if you're hemmed hemmed down all the time, then it's just like the different solicitation from everywhere is always just kind of training the subconscious of your brain to behave a certain way and never question Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's just like, well, this is what I'm going to do today until one day you're 30 35 and i don't know i guess you just have a break that's why there's so many like 
midlife crises and stuff too yeah people have because like not that that's always a bad thing but you know i think some of us try to get out ahead of our midlife crisis as much as we can yeah. and at least try to yeah. anticipate them coming so definitely um, yeah yeah it's funny, um, my, go ahead no go ahead um, my probably my favorite living songwriter these days uh plays in a band called susto which is actually an old world Caribbean term for like a disconnect between your spirit and your body, I think is kind of okay. how you define it. And he said he learned that in Cuba because he like quit his old band and it was like, I just got to get out of here and like just do something different. I think he actually went to, to go to like college and then he was like, ah, I got to keep writing songs and like just had this big mental break, I guess, and came back with, you know, a new record and I'm a big fan of him, but, uh, I just kind of like hearing stories like that because I find it sort of inspiring, you know, for my own reasons. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, you should uh, uh, you you should like send me an email what that word is because I wanna I wanna look it up later. That sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. And the band too. Um, yeah, they're like badass yeah. psychedelic folk rock. It might be up your alley, but yeah, that, I, I could be into that. I, I, just uh, taking a wild guess <laughs> I die with all those things individually sounds uh sounds like a real party um mm -hmm. yeah no i mean just you know on the yeah on the on the theme of like midlife crises and stuff like that it's like i you know i i, I think that you know a midlife crisis so to speak you know can can happen at, at any point in your life you know it's just typically that is when people kind of realize that maybe yeah they haven't had time to actually evaluate what they really want in their life, you know, for the past 30 years or something like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, you know, there's, uh, those, those moments of like, you know, reinvention and rebirth are, are what really, I think, give people, uh, the perspective to be able to, um, you know, be kind of like inventive and, and kind of like, you know, maybe, and, yeah. you know, just, just do things in different ways. Uh, that's, that's putting it really vaguely, but, you know, like, um, for example, you know, just to, you know, uh, anecdote about, you know, my own experience uh, with that sort of thing. Like, I mean, I was in university, you know, uh, getting yeah. a degree in philosophy, which mm -hmm. is something I was really passionate about at the time. And, something I honestly don't put a lot of thought in anymore, but it definitely changed, it changed who I was in such a way that like, you know, like talking yeah. about like influences again, like punk rock influence, like, you know, the, the way I write will forever be impacted by the fact that, you know, I spent that period of my life, you know, uh, invested in that project, you know? And, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, it makes sense. I, personally, I'm a big reader. So, I mean, half the time I'm just writing songs about getting drunk or something. But then the other half, I'm like trying to write a song about this like elaborate, I don't know, topic that I want to break down into like a sort of concise way, like lyrically. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, that's kind of where I oscillate, I guess, in between. But I guess you find your influences everywhere too. So. There's no right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, 
you know, those those two examples that you gave, you know, writing a song about drinking versus, you know, writing a song about, you know, some, you know, more, yeah, uh, you know, complex, thing, yeah. you know, yeah. metaphysical <laughs> topic, you know, <laughs> I, I think those, those can be one and the same oftentimes, you know, and like, yeah. um, it, it just really depends on, on the on the way you word it you know i think there's nothing nothing is new under the sun you know people are always going to write songs about drinking you know but yeah. you know it's like everybody's drinking for different reasons right you know True. <laughs> you could be drinking about <laughs> you know the existential you know dread yeah. that's within you know yeah um i do find psychedelics probably help a little bit with that ex- existential dread aspect of things probably more so oh we're in this part of the show now is we're in the we're in the trip story part of the show (laughs) i mean like i said it's your hour really but yeah oh no i i i love i love sharing a a a trip story uh all right uh if you if you got a good one um like i'd love to hear it no you you first if you if you want if you want so I guess or, I must or say, maybe like a positive experience or like a more yeah. a recent one. I don't know. I don't know. I just I think it's more of a general thing of just you have those moments of like I think they call it satori in uh, one Eastern religion where you just feel like you're one with everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're one with all the holographic patterns of nature, and you're just like comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this deep solace that you can sometimes get to. And I guess, you know, a lot of people do meditation and there's different aspects of that. Like, I guess monks probably do it all the time. But, I don't know. To me, I feel like that's that's the, uh, that's the game. That's the angle. But I don't know if I really have anything too funny. And I guess <laughs> at the end of the day, I do still have a job that, I don't know, I don't really... <laughs> That they, that they drug test too, you for. <laughs> yeah, I don't say a ton of things too publicly, <laughs> probably. Yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. In that um, realm, but, you know, I think there's a ton of positives is basically my uh, my take on it all. Whether yeah. they're funny or, I don't know, groundbreaking epiphanies, it's uh, kind of depends what you want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I have. A, I guess there's a lot to say uh, on the on the the topic. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, as a person in the medical field, you're probably aware that there's probably that there's like a lot of interesting, you know, mm-hmm. research and and kind of like clinical uh, therapeutic potential. It's you know pretty yeah. pretty nascent, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, I guess uh, maybe it would behoove us to talk about, you know, just in, like, substances in general um, in, in regards to, like, music and, and uh, yeah. you know, but, you know, obviously there is sort of, like, a eternal association between artistry and, you know, like, substance abuse and um, that's not to say that you can't be an artist without substances. Um, I, I know a number of extremely talented musicians who have made uh, the decision to um, be sober and, you know, yeah. obviously like, you know, as a, you know, I, I fully support, you know, 
personal decisions to, you know, conduct yourself as serves you best, you know. Um, but uh, uh, also, yeah. you know, like, yeah. <laughs> on uh-huh. the other hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all got our demons. I think the, the main thing that artists want, uh, regardless of anything, whether they, you know, um, know it or not, you know, consciously is just like, we all kind of want perspective. So mm-hmm. I always say it's like, you can technically trip two ways. You know, one is in a car and you can go somewhere or a plane. And uh, the other is a little bit more uh, somewhere between synapses and your neurons or something. Yeah. So it's a little more internal, I guess. And that's like the most nebulous way I could probably talk about it. But it's just like... No, I'm, I'm digging you, the wordplay. Yeah. You can still gain a lot of perspective and experience by just going somewhere or doing something new. And it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. you know, a substance necessarily. Of course, you could do both at the same time, but that's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, different strokes for different folks. Uh, my drone just kicked on. Oh. Yeah, no worries. I'm going to hit my vape real quick on that note. Cool. While you do that. Yeah, I got the, the floor sweeper drone robot kicking on, going around. But uh, happens at least once an episode, I feel like. Um, but yeah, usually I keep these things, I don't know. 45 minutes to an hour. Um, yeah. Matt uh, Pless actually did uh, just text me. I told him, told him you were coming on, and he uh, says, uh, cool. So the question he asks is, what's it like to party with him? <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subject. <laughs> Wait, was that a, a question about what it's like to party with so, me or what it's par- like to party yeah, with Matt? What it's like to party with Matt. It's a very meta third person question <laughs> in uh, standard Matt style, I would imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, I mean, like, I've seen I've seen so many faces of Matt Plus, you know, like, and yeah. I, you know, I, I wouldn't describe him like like Matt definitely like knows how to party, but like I wouldn't describe him as like, you know, a necessarily like a partier yeah like mm-hmm. he's because he's just he's he's constantly he's he's very pensive you know i mean as i'm sure you know he's he's constantly like analyzing people you know like just noticing things you know he's you know he's yeah. an artist through and through and um you know so i think uh but he's he's also he's he's got that like real like goofy side like you mm-hmm. know he's definitely like an exhibitionist in some ways, you know, loves, loves star quality and everything. And, um, you know, and then he's also got this real, like, I don't know, kind of like world weary, you know, uh, shade to him where, you know, sometimes, you know, you can tell that he's just like, you know, like seen a bit too much, you know, (laughs) you can't take things as like lightheartedly as maybe he used to. Um, but, uh, we've always, we've always had a good time. We've, uh, we've actually been through a lot of, um, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know, uh, heavy stuff. I don't know how you say it. A lot, through a lot of shit shows, I guess, together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, did you guys play like a lot together? I mean, I just assume maybe you guys played a couple shows or something. I didn't know if, if there was more to it. Yeah. Than uh, we, we went on tour, I think twice in the U S maybe. Okay. Um, 
and uh, and both of them riddled with you know sort of unfortunate events um, through no fault yeah. fault of our own. You know, just I think bad mm-hmm. luck, uh, really. Um, but uh, definitely some some adventures as well. And um, yeah. the last time I saw him actually was when I was living in uh, the Netherlands, and he was on a European tour with uh, Shibby Pictures, mm. and we met up there. Um, we did a radio show together, and then I think we went to France and Belgium together, and uh, nice. and that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's always fun I think to like you know like meeting up with people in different places and you know like yeah. just like something about like being out of your element you know with yeah. with other people you know is, is pretty fun yeah well it's cool you got kind of a partner in crime thing going i guess <laughs> yeah definitely so. yeah and uh it's also cool that i guess he's doing a little uh promotion of other people's work as well uh in his own right mm-hmm. now so obviously i'm kind of in that line of business it seems like lately but I don't know. Like I said, it, I just started to help my friends out. And um, I think one of the things, too, that, like, uh, going back to Mischief Brew, uh, one of the things people used to say after Eric died was, like, you know, he just kind of made us feel like heroes in our own lives, like, through his songs. And I was like, I don't know if you can get a better compliment than that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely. That kind of an inspiration for doing something like a podcast. That and of course, yeah. a massive lack of uh, shows for the last year, especially yeah. here in the, the U.S. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know that's, uh, you know, I like. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about just like the idea of like fame and like notoriety and what that really means in yeah. a contemporary context, you know, with the internet and everything. But I. I feel like ultimately, like, you know, the people, you know, we, we construct like pantheons of, you know, the people that we admire. And like, at the end of the day, it's like, I think, you know, our heroes should be, you know, our friends and like the people that we actually like, you know, love and respect. And like, in turn, you know, yeah, you can be, you can be a hero to, to other people, you know, you can, you can also be part of that like constellation, you know, and that's really special and very cool. It's that tapestry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> big words. No. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the fun of it all. And the, as the older I've gotten, like, I've definitely stopped caring, uh, you know, not nearly as much about anything other than just, like, it's the people you meet really that matters. It's like, and shit, half the time, if you're actually playing a show with some time or with, you know, a friend's band, you might not even get to talk to them that much yeah because you yourself are playing or something so yeah um this is a cool way to kind of i don't know just catch up with people and stuff yeah no it's it's um, really cool i i really like the 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 project you're doing um feels very very cozy very intimate (laughs) um i uh i yeah thank you so much for having me on um and invite me to do this um I should probably get going though, because on yep. the uh, on the theme of you know part time rock star, I gotta <laughs> go do my real job here in a couple yeah. minutes. 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, I usually keep these things about 45 to an hour, so we're right on cue. Yeah. Um, cool. I do appreciate you coming on. Like I said, uh, ever since Matt's write-up, I've been a fan. So I'm trying to spread the word, you know, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Uh, and really, that's about it. If you have any last-minute shout-outs for people, sometimes it's, they appreciate it. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, a big shout-out to, to Matt, you know, obviously, for, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, being a you know a bridge between uh kindred souls and um uh to to seth again you know for producing to everybody that was on the album just you know um just a lot of really really talented folks go check out their projects as well um i'll try and like find some way to like put a link to uh some of these other folks' bands as well and uh yeah no just for everybody who's listening and you know been supportive of my project and of your project podcast and and everything thank you sweet well i'll try to have this thing out probably on friday i'll probably feature uh medicine or miss you those are my favorites okay cool yeah what a different one so yeah no those are awesome uh, yeah the people have been just playing I've, I've been on the radio a few times and they've just like been like playing tattooed heart because that's like the radio hit i guess so yeah, yeah. <laughs> any of those two would be okay. welcome changes <laughs> all right perfect i'll uh, send you the the edit of it in uh, email and anything else i think of so okay cool thank you all so right. much no problem have a good uh, one yeah you too bye so yeah i want to thank sydney for coming on and uh you for listening you made it this far whether you're friends or fans of her uh i'm sure she appreciates it and i also want to shout out to matt pless again for pointing me in her direction the album again is called no return address and the song that you're hearing in the background is called miss you so dig it definitely check it out i've added a link in the show notes but yeah other than that hopefully you're doing all right out there thanks for listening and uh maybe see you again sometime
Cigarettes I used to love 